Hey, this is Liz. Hey, it's Alaire. And this is Naked with Liz and Alaire. Oh, we are not in my bedroom today. Woo! We are in Liz's dining room. Um, today we have two live guests with us, our mothers. Um, first is Alaire's mother, Jill. Hello. <laughs> and uh, my mother, Sharon. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking to them about... Um, just kind of what it was like during our active addiction and and our mental health while um, using and, you know, the differences between. Um, all right. Um, so one of our first questions for you guys is you guys can answer, you know, um, one at a time, whoever wants to go first. Um, what signs did you first see um, or notice that when, you know, we were using? Not we together, but, you know, parents as individuals. Whoever wants to go um, first. I first noticed Alaire. I, I knew she was smoking pot because she was... I came home from work and smelled it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I told her, um, so I went up to her room and said, what are you doing? And nothing. And I was like, I'm not dumb. I know what it smells like. I said, you know, don't do it in my house. Mm-hmm. And that was, I thought the extent. Had no idea. I'm not one of the moms that have their head in the sand. Mm-hmm. But literally had no idea how bad it got. Yeah. Did not. Because okay. Alaire was not living with me at the time. Right. Um, or I would see her like every maybe fourth day and then she would disappear. I also feel like Alaire. Like you, four days. Yeah. Kept your shit together. Very. I mean, she was. Very she well. Was, for, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was still going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually go to her work and sit with her, mm-hmm. you know, through the night mm-hmm. because other things were going on and it, you know, I was scared for her and, um, I, I had literally no idea, none because Alaire hit it very well. Okay. Mom. Um, I'm going to say I was one of the people that had my head in the sand. I did not want to believe it. So I didn't despite people telling me I didn't want to believe that mm-hmm. so it got pretty bad before I finally said okay we got a problem here okay so, yeah. so you it was that was it further along than like was it farther than you wanted it to be to notice do you know what I mean yes. yeah okay yeah. um and so after you kind of knew and found out, how did you set boundaries with us? I actually didn't because, like I said, Alaire was not living with me. So as far as a boundary, like she was like 24, 23, 24. And I was like, you, you know, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, as far as... Like, I couldn't set boundaries for you. But there was time when I was living with you. Yeah. This was, like, not even that long ago. It was it was before I went to rehab, but... But then you were staying with Audrey. No. Oh, yeah, you were staying with Bill and I, and that's when you would disappear for, like, three or yeah, four days. Yeah, and then oh, okay. she, and she would come... my shit, and yeah. she was like, your shit's on the porch. 
Uh, oh yeah. Because I was so just like you, in and yeah. out and yeah, not really there and not. And when I was there, I was like up in my room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she would sleep for like a few days, and then I wouldn't see her again for like three or four days. Yeah. Okay, mom. Um, pretty much, I kicked you out. Yeah, um, I remember that vividly. Yeah, that was. The the big boundary. Right was you can't be here. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh um. How do I even word this? How did you see a change in our personalities as we were using, as opposed to when we weren't? I noticed because you were not as forthcoming and and talking to me. Like, I mean, basically our whole lives it was you and I. Mm -hmm. And Alara and I could always talk and have a good time together. And then it got to be that... Um, like when we were together, she was preoccupied with being on her phone, doing whatever, like not paying attention. And she wasn't clear. She wasn't, I could tell that she wasn't herself. Like something was going on. Didn't, didn't know what it was, but I knew she wasn't herself. So it, then, then I kind of distanced myself from her because, Mm -hmm. um, it was like she didn't, like I wasn't worth her time to, to be with. Mm-hmm. And that's how you felt. That's what you yeah. Thought, yeah. So, um, and that was like her depression. And, but I don't, I just noted as a change in our relationship as far mm-hmm. as like how she was feeling. And, and Alaire's not one, was not one to f- come to me. Or I was not one, if I said anything to Alaire, the farther away she would get. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of wait for her to come to me and yeah. tell me. And, and then she wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. She was more withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I would say that it was drastic. I noticed like drastic mood swings. Drastic. Um, and again, it was hard for me because I was in denial that um, it was caused by drugs. I thought it was your boyfriend or her boyfriend who treated her so bad. And, you know, I I just put it to him that that he was the reason that she was having these drastic mood swings and and stuff. Um, But that was the first time I noticed a real big change in your mental health was yeah. the big giant mood swings. Yeah. Um, so have either of you ever dealt with someone with an addiction or alcoholism? You don't have to name names or anything, but before, you know, dealing with us, you know, have you ever, Jill? No. No. No, I have not. Mom. So you kind of got, like, yes. Mm-hmm. The, now, when you dealt with that, what did it, um, did it help you in any way with dealing with mine? Yes, because yes. I had already been down that road. I knew that, and here's the part where I might cry, mm-hmm. that I didn't cause what happened. Um, you all might blame 
other people as an excuse for what you did or whatever, but it it's not my fault. Someone else's mm-hmm. addiction or relapse is not my fault. It's the problem is with them, yeah. not me. Yeah, and, you're right. And that was a hard one to accept. So it did help me. It helped me a lot. Yeah. Uh, to know that, <clears throat> that yeah. you know, you make your whole bed, you sleep in it. So. Yeah. See, so I, I, I was the I was the opposite because I had never dealt with that before, mm-hmm. and um, Alaire just said you were blindsided, and I was, yeah. But then and and then also, being a single mom, and I was all Alaire had like I could not help but think it was my fault. Sure, like I had done something, like her growing up, that right. caused her to, to to seek that out. Like, maybe I, I didn't do, but I just held myself accountable because I was not enough. And, and I can understand that completely. It's very difficult yeah. as a parent to not blame yourself for what's going on. What could I have done different? What, what? You know, and, and I look back at it now and realize, I did the best that I could do at the time. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no license you take yeah, for being a parent. You know no what I mean? Book, it's all nothing. on the fly. Mm-hmm. So. And Alara and I both... Um, depended on my dad for a lot. And when he passed, Alara and I had a, a hard time with that because he was for all intents and purposes her father figure right yeah and he was there for me and so when when she came to me and you know that she had to go to rehab that was the first person I wanted to talk to right and I couldn't so um I just did what I could yeah you did great did both yeah. of you? You're awesome people. Yeah, great moms. Great parents. Another thing with with addiction that I learned and we do this is um, it never ends. Never. It never ever ends, and no matter what happens, you know I'll be there to help you. I will, but I have to take care of me too, mm-hmm. and my husband, and I have another kid, <laughs> and you know they all deserve my care. Mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. so how are things now that we're in recovery um I'm gonna have to say it first um when you first came home um you were very angry and you had a lot of anger I would say and I always told you this that you didn't know how to process your feelings without drugs. Yeah. So you had to learn how to do that. And I remember one incident. Um, I was working at home mm-hmm. and I was at work. She came down and screamed at me for 45 minutes. Like just yelled. She was sweaty. She was on. I was just like, like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And and I know a lot of that was she didn't know how to process her 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 feelings. So 
I was the person that she took it out on. And I get that. And, and that was fine. Didn't mean it didn't hurt my feelings. And Alaire and I discovered then that the way we communicated with each other had to change. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something that we've both been working on. Like how we communicate with each yeah. other. It can't be the same as it was before. Mm. So, um, and as far as um, when she got back from rehab, like, I'm, I'm very proud of the way she's kept with it. Mm -hmm. um, going to group, going to see her, you know, counselor and her therapist and everybody that she's talked to. And mm -hmm. she, she is taking full responsibility for keeping herself clean and sober. Mm -hmm. um, not saying that she's not had, you know, she's been through some things since yeah, then. Definitely. And I'm always, you know, at first I was always like, is this going to send her back? You know what I mean? But she's, she's just kept with it. And, and it's very, it's very humbling and very, um, I'm very just proud of her. Mom. What was the question? Um, how are things now that she's in recovery? Um, a lot better, I would say. Um, you've been through a lot, too, through your recovery, and you've overcome it all. I'm really proud of you. Um, I feel like we have a better relationship. I do. Yeah, me too. Okay, so the last question we have for you guys is, do you have any advice for parents out there dealing with um, children in active addiction? Um, you know, any advice to give them about things you could have or would have done differently or well, things that you did? tell you that I had given up on you. I had given up. Mm -hmm. And um, don't give up. Don't give up on them. And I, one of your friends called me in the middle of the night and said, you can't give up. You know, you, you have to do this. So I did. I just kept trying and trying. And finally, you know, it worked. I'm ever, forever grateful to that person for, for making that phone call to me. Did not have to do it. And I was mad at him. I yelled at him and said, you, you do it. And he said, I can't. You have to. <laughs> so. What advice would I give, like, another person in addiction or a parent? A parent. Um, a parent, yes. From parent, but from I, your parent's side, yes. I'm, I'm the type of person, um, when Alaire came to me, well, actually, I caught her on the phone, and, and she said, Mom, I need to go to rehab. My, my first reaction always has been whenever she's come to me with like, she has this problem, this is boom, boom, what do we have to do? Mm -hmm. Like never judged, never um, told her, you know, what were you thinking? Nothing like that. I said, what do we have to do from here? And that's, I mean, I'm just that type of person, but, and like your mom said, don't give up on them because you, you I, I was a Lair's person. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That she knew, and I've, I've told her this, but now I think 
she understands that no matter what she does, or I'm, I'm always your mom. I've always got your back. I always love you, no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I often think that because there's nothing you could do that would stop your mom from loving you. Yeah. There is killed somebody. It wouldn't matter. You know, I haven't thought of that because mm-hmm. mothers that still go visit their kids in prison for, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you love your kid no matter what. No matter what. I I noticed through, you know, active addiction and then into recovery that, you know, you're, like, that's one thing I noticed is your mom will love you no matter what. No matter what you do, no matter what you've done, you know. And it's, you know, it's been a place where now my mom and I speak openly about everything. I can tell her anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because I know that I'm not going to be judged or, you know, I can walk up to her with whatever I have on my mind and I know that she's going to do whatever she can and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, it's kind of comforting in a way to know that, like, the problems and, like, whatever I bring to my mom today is not nearly as bad as the problems that I was bringing to her a year and a half ago. Right. Oh, my goodness. We could yeah, uh, have a whole conversation my, about my, I, my mom, we were in the car. Um, this was uh, over the winter. And she looked at me and she said, I would rather take you to a meeting in a snowstorm than pick you up in the middle of the night during your addiction, active addiction. Mm-hmm. I would rather know that, you, you know what I mean, a hundred times. And these calls came at least two to three times a week, crying, screaming. You have to say, you know, I was, I was, I was homeless, and you know, and I was, and then, but hearing that, you know, it's like, it's just, um, it gives you uh, motivation to be better for the person that saved me. You know, she, mm-hmm. she did it all. She, she did everything she could, and she, you know. Thank God she saved me because there's parents out there that, you know, they do everything they can and still can't save their kid. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> I go to church with the lady whose son passed away. He OD'd. And he had been clean and sober for a while. And he, he was going to church. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm a very religious person despite my mouth. <laughs> I am, you know, and I feel like don't lose your faith in God is another good piece of advice or whatever is your higher power. Yeah. Um, because you're going to rely heavily on that higher power to get you through some of the crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, some of the crazy stuff I put myself in, I used to think, you know, I feel like my mom's prayers saved me because I could have been dead. You know what I mean? Should have been dead. By the grace mm. of God. Right. By the grace of God. Or, yeah, you know. I, mean, I felt like your prayers would say, you know what I mean? I would just think that sometimes. Anyway, that's our advice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Um, you know, love you guys. And love you too. Keep up the good work. Keep going yeah. to meetings. Always go back to your meetings. And I'm always thankful that actually you guys have each other because you understand. And, and Alaire has said this to me, like it going to meetings, like they understand like what I've been through. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could, because I've not been through that myself Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, she can tell me how she feels, how, but people who have been through the same thing. You'll never comprehend under it. Yeah. Understand, yeah. understand her. Right. Yeah. And, and that makes me feel good that she has somebody like you mm-hmm. and, and the other people in her, you know, group that can understand her mm-hmm. and that she it has that nice. outlet. It is nice. It's a good, you know, and and I know that my parents were, you know, when I before I had, uh, when I didn't have my license and stuff, were very thankful that you know Alara would come almost every night, pick me up, and take me to a meeting, you know, and you know because I, you know, Alara Alara was a big part of, you know. My is a, is a big part of my recovery story because I just you know remember laying there and thinking, I just don't want to be alive anymore. But my depression had me so you know, and she was talking about how she was clean and happy and she wanted to live and I wanted that, mm-hmm. and you know and it wasn't the first time that I had tried to get clean. So you know what I mean. And and this time around it stuck. And it's what I want. And there's really nothing that could push me back into active addiction. Yeah. Nothing. And I say that proudly. You've both been through probably yeah, the hardest same. thing possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you made it through. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the bad days are behind you. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but good from here on in. And, yeah. I, and I know people who have seen Alaire since she's, you know, been clean and sober and and they they always say Alara looks really good and I'm like yeah she does because you're you're clear again like yeah, you can see it in your difference. eyes you, you know can I mean? see it yeah. in your mannerisms and you're more focused on on what you want to do with your life yeah you have a direction now which yeah. before you did not no I did not yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to school dope, dope you're going to school you're doing you know what I mean you've got your own place again like all that stuff is such a good step for like you know what I mean I'm so proud of you they sa- it sounds like silly stuff oh. but it's I mean that's stuff but that it's is a big step that's big uh-huh. steps for us big coming job. from where we were at before yeah. yep when you're living in a tent out in the streets yeah it, it I mean it really is a big step yeah. You know, yeah. not knowing where your next meal is going to come from, just worrying about your shower. next high. Oh, yeah, oh, shower, you know, just worrying about your next high when you get money and then hoping to God that you have enough left over to eat, you know, and, you know, not showering for days and not, you know, that's the nitty gritty of it that no one wants to hear, but it's the stuff that you have to hear because it, it makes it, the come ups better. Yes, I, you know. She got her own place. That is so... It's huge. Uh-huh. It's huge. Good, you yeah. know, yeah. And I, I told somebody about doing your hair. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, um, her hair would be one big I would mat. come. I would come home probably once it's a month, and I would I would be so depressed that I wouldn't brush my hair. It'd be in a, it would be up in a bun the whole month. And I'd come home, and like she said, you can go on, it would be a big mat. And the person I was telling was like, what? Why? And, you know, it was Depression. Like, yeah. And she would just, just would not take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Just quit taking care of yourself. And it wasn't you. That's not you. No. Miss Primpy. And, <laughs> you know. So, 
hair is your life. Right. I love, that's my favorite part. Every, I love my hair. And then she told me she was going to cut two inches off and cut like a foot off, man. And, but yeah, that's, you know, that's the deep darks of depression. I would, you know, I'd come home the once a month and my mom would sit there and brush my hair up and, you know. It would take hours. Yes. I have a lot of hair. It's long and it's curly thick. I yeah, that it was so bad. I had I would let it get that bad, but that's just um, that's the the addiction, the addiction and the depression together. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> oh, dude, it's been around me all day, and I thought it was me, but then I where, showered. It where right are the cats when you need them? All right. Um, well, um, that's, I mean, we're at 24 minutes. You guys want to wrap it up? Um, not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but we will be here. Um, thank you guys for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we love you guys for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.